Yeah, because I know a lot of you orange and blue guys messed up because you know I checked my Twitter. Yeah, y'all yeah, right. I'm going to knock that chest off. Now, it's Crockett and Stout. Let's go, boy! Let's go! Former Broncos DB Ray Crockett. Come on, D! And Mark Stout. You got to make a play, man. On Orange and Blue 760. Hey, Broncos country, you can always join the show. 303-713-7600 if you want to call in. And 57739 is the text line. Yes, uh, we're all on Twitter. At OrangeBlue760, at MileHighMark, at SlickPick639, at AnthonyRod33, at Michael Coover. Ray, before I forget, uh, I want to let you know that I had a quick text conversation with Jimmy Allen, the country artist that we met, uh-huh. because I heard his song Bet- Best Shot on our sister station, The Bull, at the top of the hour at noon. And so I hit him up. I'm like, dude, high noon, top of the hour, your song in the Mile High City. And he said, say hey to Ray and let's go Eagles. So, <laughs> no doubt. you know, because he's from uh, Delaware. He's a, yes. he's a Philadelphia Eagles guy. And he said he thought that the Broncos looked much better than last year. So that was just a little exchange I had with him today. It was cool that he got back. Is it NFL picks time? What do we get? We got a lot going on. Tim Brown's coming up. So we do have a lot going on. So that's where we're gonna get these. We have some okay. of them. <clears throat> excuse me. Some of them already uh, picked, and so you're, we can you're, just you're spread, list them. You're spreadsheeting everything. Spreadsheeting everything. All so right. we're gonna start with standings. Oh boy. Ugh. Yeah, Cooper Bates gets a big grin on his face. Yeah, Michael I picked Cooper. up another big win last yeah, night. Yeah, I was gonna get to it. The, Calm uh, down. Ravens. What did you say? The Bengals all day. Or I don't know. Yeah. So Coover is in the lead. We're still going with week one standing. So eleven and four. Nice. With the lead, wow. Ray nine and six. I am eight and seven, and Mark, you're seven and eight. Now, of course, those uh, do not include. We all were on the Ravens except for Michael Coover. So Coover's twelve and four. So Coover is twelve and four. Yes. So first and foremost, let's get right to it. Panthers at. Falcons. This one is early in the morning in Atlanta, the home opener for the Falcons. Kind of surprised by this line based on how the Falcons play, but I guess at home, it's kind of what you have to expect with the Falcons on their home opener. Falcons are a six-point favorite. Uh, let's start with uh, the guy in the lead, Coover. Panthers at Falcons. Yeah, let's. This one's a tough one. Uh, obviously, uh, Deontay Freeman is not going to play in this football game for the Ugh. Atlanta Falcons, but they have a wonderful backup in Tevin Coleman. Matt Ryan cannot play much worse than he did last week in Philadelphia. He's going to be at home. I expect him to play better. On the flip side, Carolina, I think Christian McCaffrey, who had an off game in his first game in week one against Dallas, bounces back this week and puts up the numbers that we expect from him. But Cam Newton's not going to be able to make enough plays, despite the fact Atlanta's missing their two best defensive players, who are probably both out for the year. Keanu Neal, the uh, safety, and then Deion Jones, the linebacker. Despite all that, I'm going to take Atlanta at home to beat Carolina. Okay, we're going to go inverse of standings here. So, Ray, you are in second place. Panthers at Falcons. Oh, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with Cam Newton. I'm going to go with the defense. I, I just figure, I think somehow, somewhere, they're going to figure out a way to beat the Falcons. I'm going with the Panthers. I thought it was going to be the lone wolf on this one. I'm also going to go with the Panthers. I I, I think that defense is pretty good. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Coover mentioned the already the injuries that the Falcons are already sustaining. I, I don't know what it is with Matt Ryan. I know he's much better at home, so I'm taking a risk here of dropping another one in the standings. But I'm going to go with the Panthers. I, I think Christian McCaffrey is also going to have a really good day. I think I had heard that the Falcons 
over recent, I don't have the number in front of me, that they allow, a, or no, you know what, it's not with the Falcons, it's with Greg Olson out, I think has something to do with Christian McCaffrey getting a lot more touches, especially in the passing game, so I think McCaffrey's going to have a big game, so I'm going to go with the Panthers on the road. Is Jaquiz Rogers still on the Falcons? I don't know. <laughs> I always like that guy's name. Because Greg Olson's out, that's another good reason for the for the Falcons to win. And Matt Ryan was can't be any worse than he was against Philly, and they almost won that game. They lost 18 to 12. And I didn't really see a lot of the highlights from the Dallas game for Carolina, but I apparently there weren't many. Right, 16 to 8, wasn't that the final? It was like 15. Oh, the Panthers. It was yeah, like yeah. 15 to 10. Yeah, 16 over the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons in their home opener. Okay, moving on. We already picked the Chargers game. Chargers at Bills. We're all on the Chargers. So Vikings at Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is questionable last time I checked. I think they aren't going to know until Saturday, until tomorrow. So this will obviously affect it. But either way, oh, man, it, was, it would be so much easier if this was in Minnesota to pick this one because if Aaron Rodgers at home against the Vikings, I think either way I am going to go. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings on the road. I think their defense is going to make Aaron Rodgers very uncomfortable if he plays. And if he doesn't, it's even easier because I don't think Deshaun Kaiser is ready to face off against a defense like that. I'm going Vikings on the road. Ray. Man, I'm going Vikings on the road as well because I don't think if Aaron Rodgers does play, I think he pulled his magical trick out of the bag last week. With that defense, with that offense, I'm, I'm going to go with Vikings on the road. And Packers are a one-point favorite. Obviously, that will swing if Rodgers does not play. Uh, Coover. This is taking a uh, big gamble because if it's uh, Deshaun Kaiser instead of Aaron Rodgers, it's an automatic Minnesota victory. And obviously, we don't know what the status is of Aaron Rodgers. I think when it's all said and done, he will play. And the Packers at home that Lambo magic that they tend to pull out in Green Bay comes through, and Kirk Cousins, they paid him all of this money to win this type of game. And in his first test, he is going to fail, and the Packers are going to be 2-0. and Okay, Mark. In his first test, he is going to succeed, Coov. So I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Okay, moving on. Texans at Titans, the... Houston Texans are a three-point favorite on the road. And quick footnote, Aaron Rodgers has yet to practice this week. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of practice, uh, Marcus Mariota, I believe he's a go. Is that correct? Have you guys heard, heard that as well? I believe Mariota is a go. That they expect. I think Vrabel said they expect him to play. Hopefully that is the case. Either way, I think even though the Texans lost their right tackle, I believe, for the year, correct? On the, was it a collarbone? I might, be, I might be wrong. I know he's out for the year. Uh... This one's tough. I think the Titans' defense is better than people give them credit for. I think they're getting better and better. But the fact that Mariota is now already hobbled, which is very unfortunate because he's very talented, but hasn't been able to stay healthy. I think the Texans find a way. I know Will Fuller is a big impact, but I think I saw Bill O'Brien said he might be playing as well. Hopes to have him play. I think the Texans will bounce back on the road. So I'm going with the fighting Deshaun Watsons. Coover. This is a very tough game because, once again, there's so many injury questions. Uh, there was talk that uh, both quarterbacks would play for Tennessee. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is listed as questionable on the uh, Texans injury report. Hopkins? Uh-oh. And if he doesn't play, then I think the Texans are going to have a hard time moving the football because he's really the big offense that uh, Deshaun Watson looks for. Deshaun Watson cannot play any worse 
than what he did last weekend uh, on the road in New England. He has to play better um, for this team to have any chance. The Titans are awfully tough at home, even though despite losing Delaney Walker for the year, that's one of Marcus's big guys. This one, this one is tough, 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 tough. But I am going to go with the home team, Tennessee, at home to pull it off, and the Texans will be 0-2. Man, I'm either going to take the lead or fall way back at Cooper. We're going opposite almost everyone. Uh, Mark, gonna, Texans and Titans. I'm going to go opposite, too. I'm going to take the Texans because they, they did put up a fight in New England, you know, more so than you expected as the game was kind of, you know, and look, that happens a lot in the NFL. And like you said, Coov, your guy, Deshaun Watson, who's turning 23 today, who wants to celebrate an entire birthday weekend. You know those kind of people that say it's my birthday week? <laughs> I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. and or like uh, my wife, birthday month? It, yes, those those types. I'm going to go with Houston. Ray. I'm going hey, Houston. Ray, before you answer, no. how big of a factor is Mike Vrabel <laughs> having been on that staff with Bob? I mean, I think it would be a big factor because he's going to know a lot of stuff that they would do. But I, I just think right now Houston is more talented kind of like I felt against, you know, the Raiders and the Rams. It doesn't matter what you know or how you know or who you know. It's going to come down to talent. I think Houston is more talented. All right. Next up, we already all are in unison. Browns at Saints. We're all going with the Saints. Dolphins at Jets. Jets are a two-point, two-point, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Sam Darnold, first pass, pick six. <laughs> he has that in common with Brett Favre, and I forget the other one. But... After that, they manhandled the Lions. Had some work on special teams, I believe. The, did they have a pick this pick six themselves of Stafford? They did. Okay, so there you go. They're the, in lead. Jets played very well. Now the Dolphins surprisingly are also one to know. I don't even know who they played last week. Titans. Who they? Titans. So there you go. They had that seven-hour game. That is true. That is true. They did have that seven-hour game. The rain got in the way of that is one. Is it going to be raining in Jersey? How's this storm? Yeah, the whole Northeast. I know it is getting up there. I just don't know when. I don't know if it'll be passing through there at that time. We've already passed through. Either way, man, I, I'm buying in. I don't know what it is. I just think the Jets are turning a page. I'm not the biggest Todd Bowles believer, but what they're doing, especially you know on defense and then Sam Darnold, I think they're buying into their rookie quarterback. I have no idea why I'm doing it. I think the Dolphins aren't as bad as people think. I don't think they're very good, but I'm going with the Jets. I'm going with the Jets at home. Ray, because I know, I know you're going, Ray. I'm going with the Jets. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to go Jets at home. I don't trust Tannehill on the road. Mark. Ray's got inside information on the Jets. I know it. It's called tweeting at you what's know, his I, name. I, I, I'm not, I'm just not snitching. I just know. You going Jets? Yeah. Chiefs at Steelers. This one, man, what is the over-under on this one? 53 and a half. Oh, boy. Chiefs at Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are a five and a half point favorite. Big Ben's always better at home. I know that is true. Did, were they at home last week against the Browns? No, no they were in Cleveland. The it was in Cleveland. Good call. Um, which this oh, one's going to be normally a, a home game for them. But. Absolute shootout. But I think it's going to be more in favor of the Steelers. I'm tempted to think about the Chiefs, but I think Mahomes get a little bit more of an awake, awake, awaken, a wake up call here. Even though the Chargers were a pretty good defense, they were missing Joey Bosa. This is tough. Uh, this is tough. But I'm going to go with the Steelers at home, and I think. Um, uh, Le'Veon Bell's replacement, Mr. John Connor. Not John Connor. John uh, James Connor. James Connor. The Terminator. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's yeah. Former Jets running back is what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers at home. Ray, I'm going with the Steelers at home as well. They need to bounce back. I, I don't. I, I think their defense needs to play a lot better in their secondary. They have some young up and coming guys that I think will be able to at least 
keep Hill in front of them, and he won't go off like he did last week. So I'm definitely going with the Steelers at home. Mark, didn't Mahomes have, like, TD passes that were, like – Yeah, he had two shovel pass touchdowns, yeah, I believe, like didn't he? passes or something. Something like that. <sighs> He's got to come back down to earth. I can't pick the Chiefs. Steelers. And Coop. Uh, this is going to be a very high-scoring game, just like you said, Anthony. For whatever reason, just like the Chiefs have the Chargers number, the Steelers have the Chiefs number. For whatever reason, Kansas City cannot beat them to save their life. Because this is in Pittsburgh, I see that not changing, so I'm going Steelers at home, unless Big Ben doesn't play, and then it's uh, interesting. Okay, since we have two more intriguing ones to pick, let's do this one quickly. Eagles of Bucks, one word, Mark. Ryan Fitzpatrick, do you believe in the Fitz magic? I'll go first. I'm going Bucks. <laughs> I, I, I think they're. All, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just gonna go with it. I don't think. I don't think Nick Foles right now is in a good place. I think offense for the Bucks, especially at home. If this was in Philly, I'd probably lead the other way. But I'm going Bucks. The Eagles are a better team, though. They they should they are. win. Yeah, I mean they're defending champs. You going Eagles? Eagles? Yeah. Right. Eagles. Oh, am I going to be a lone wolf here? <laughs> I, I think you are going to be a lone wolf. I think this is their classic NFL game where the Bucks keep it close, but in the end, the Eagles pull it out in the Ooh. fourth quarter. All right, two more. Uh, I'm going to skip. No, we're going to do the, yeah, these two. Two more. This is a, These are two good ones. Pats at Jags. Oh, man. Uh, I I'm think, going yeah, to the Jags. I'm Patriots are right. one-point favorite. Wow, you're going Jags? going Jags? Okay. Yes. Mark. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags, too. Um, it, it, a lot of factors for them revenge-wise. So, uh, I, I do like the Jags' defense a lot. This was the AFC Divisional, right? Or was it, was it the, the championship. championship game? Okay, yeah. it was the championship game. For a second, I thought the Steelers were in it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go with the Patriots, uh, even, even on the road. I know I like the Jags' defense a lot. With that said, even if Tom Brady struggles, I still think their offense will be better than Jaguars' offense. I'm going with the, ja- the Patriots at home. Uh, Bill Belichick struggles in September. He found a way to win last week. He's not going to find a way to win this week. Jaguars wow. get their revenge a year later at home by beating the Patriots. All right, finally, quickly, Sunday night football, Giants at Cowboys. The Cowboys a three-point favorite. Ray, quickly. Giants. Mark. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> okay. Coover. Give me a second. Giants and Cowboys. Giants went in there on Sunday night football last year and beat the Cowboys pretty darn good. I think they're going to do it again, and the Giants get out of Dallas, and they are 1-1, one and, one, and the Cowboys are 0-2. Cowboys stink. And Jason Garrett's on his way out. The Cowboys really stink. Finally. I am with you on that, Cooper, too. I think this is going to be it for Jason Garrett. I'm going Giants easy. Ray, do the Cowboys really stink? Yes, they really stink. <laughs> All right, I'm going with the Giants. All right, there it is. There are our week two NFL pick. We'll, of course, pick the Raiders and Broncos game in the last segment, and then we'll pick Monday Night Football on Monday between the Seahawks and the Bears. That'll be a And by the way, the Colts, game. Redskins, weren't you the only one to take the Colts? Uh, was I? Yes, I was. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, survivor pick, real fast. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? I think the easiest one is to take Saints over the Browns. Saints can't be 2 0 oh, 2, can they? Well, the there's two crappy a, teams I, I, at home. In my survivor pool, I, I picked the Rams. You picked the Rams. Over the, over think the about it, though. Cardinals there's a lot of opportunities to pick the Rams because you maybe want to pick them later in the year when it's a maybe closer game because the Rams are so good. So I think you want to hold on to the Rams. I, I do think the Broncos are going to destroy the Raiders. Is there any other game on the Broncos schedule you feel more comfortable? Then this one? Is there any other game? Like maybe them against the Cardinals? Well, that's in Arizona, though. Well, it wouldn't be a road game, right? It'd be more so a home game. Rams yeah. are coming here. 
Ray, is there any other Broncos Brown. game you'd be feel better about picking them Browns than this are game? coming here. Pittsburgh's coming here. I think we should pick the Broncos. You think Broncos? Yeah. Hell, let's do it. Broncos, survivor pick for week number two. We had the Ravens last week. We were right on that. We're going with the Broncos this week. All right. There you go. Survivor pick locked in. Going Broncos. And if we lose, uh, that's that, it's going to be ugly here on Monday. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> on a no lot doubt. of ways. Thanks, Coop. It's Friday. I'm trying to just, you know, <laughs> trying to get into the weekend. Feeling good. Tim Brown is coming up. Yes, that Tim Brown. Ray knows Tim Brown well. They're buds. Ray, we're looking forward to this conversation. It's coming up. It's Crockett and Stout on Orange and Blue 760. Crockett and Stout, it's Orange and Blue 760. We're back. We're efforting Tim Brown. We're waiting to get that going. My uh, my my cousin does have Portland Sutton on his team. By the way, I said this is the 116th meeting between these two teams. From the notes, from the uh, Broncos notes, the average score for t- the two teams, the uh, Raiders and the Broncos, the Bronco, the the, the Raiders average 21.2 points per game. The Broncos average 20 and a half. So basically, the difference is about. Uh, that scarily reminds me of the Monday night football game the Broncos lost a long time ago. Maybe like, well, not a long time ago. I'd say this was eight, nine years ago. No, it was 2011. First year, Tim Tebow, but we lost the opening game. Kyle Orton, I believe we lost 20 to 19 against the Raiders at home, if I my memory serves me correctly. There was a home loss on December 20th, 2009. What about 2011? Am I right on that? 2011 opening game, 20 to 19. 2011, I think when the Broncos went one and four with Kyle Orton and they went to Tebow. See 23 20. Off the loss. September 12th. Sports Authority. So obviously, you're not Sean McVay. <laughs> oh yeah, and the photographic memories. Yes. <laughs> of everything. Hey, what's up with the poll? What are where are we at? If you look at the poll, who's gonna who's the X factor on Twitter at Orange Blue seven sixty? Which Bronco players, player or players, will be the X factor in the game versus the Raiders? Thirty nine percent say Case Keenum, up to twenty four percent now say defensive line, twenty two percent Philip Lindsay, and still fifteen percent Justin Simmons. Go vote, Ray. What have people said to you about Case Keenum after that first game? Has anybody uh, said anything different or unique? I mean, they just asked the, the common question, do you still believe? Yeah. You know, you, you still think you guys made the right choice, things of that nature. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I do. I still think he showed enough in that game that, that there was nothing that would make me change my mind about saying we've got, you know, we have the right guy. Now, did he press a little bit? I felt he did under the circumstances after he made the first mistake. I felt he wanted to do something badly to get the fans back, you know, on, on his – I, I kind of say back on his side and back on the Broncos' side, he wanted to change the narrative of the game, and I think he pressed a little bit, and I, and I think he'll learn from that. So I'm not, I'm not the least bit worried about the 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 way he played last week as far as for the future and remainder of the season. By the way, in case you are dying to know, I don't know where I was getting that. That was a Monday. It was 2009, 20 to 19 loss uh, versus the Raiders at home December 20th. So you were Mar- you were right, Mark. Yeah, that was the game. I have no idea why I thought that was the opener on Monday Night Football in 2011. Yeah, I think Case Keenum is a way different quarterback. It doesn't matter. He's faced the Raiders once. I think it was in 2013 when he was with Houston. Coobs was the uh, was the, the head coach. 
And he started a game that he got yanked in the game from Matt Chubb, and they lost to the Raiders. I don't know, it was maybe by four or five points, but that's the only time he's faced them. But I don't, I don't really see like history playing any factor with Case Keenum when it comes to playing a team now. He's just, to me, and he's, you know, he's a mature guy, but you, you know, his his career has had so many ups and downs, and now it's changed as the starter. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's way different for him. You know, when you're talking about history, right. Right, yeah, I, and I think he has a wherewithal to right. That's to a good replace, word. Look, look to clear out and replace for sure. So, I, you have to show me that case, Keenum, for a number of weeks before I get nervous or start to second guess if we made the right decision. I think this week he's going to have a, a definite better game, and, and it's built. This defense is built for him to have a better game in a lot of different ways. So, I, I think we'll see a different case, Keenum, this week. Well, let's do flash or fail on him real fast. Then, Ray, going to put you on the spot. Case Keenum, we're going to do a special flash or fail for him, though, because easily you could say flash or fail. So the flash or fail for him is flash, no turnovers, fail, a few. No turnovers? I would give him him a flash. I'm not going to say no turnovers because anything can happen. It could be a freak turnover or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing on him. I'll say one or less. But but you're saying not on him? One or less. Okay. Mark? Considering that he, what, what did he throw? Seven picks last year? Yes. Three this past week? Uh, I think that that, I, I guess it's it'll be of utmost importance this weekend, and that's what they will you know have emphasized all week long. So I'll say flash. I, I'll say he won't turn it over. I mean, I, I said that's priority number one every yeah. game anyway, right? I, I'll go with Ray. I'll break my own rules a little as well, saying that I think it'll be one turnover, but maybe it is a tip one. Maybe it's just one bad decision. Maybe it is early on, and then we're clean throughout. But uh, definitely not three, probably not even two, maybe just one. So he threw for 329 last week, which was the most yards thrown by a uh, a Bronco in their debut. Wow, really? Well, really? Oh, in, yeah. in their debut? Yeah. Oh, okay, because the seven touchdowns from Peyton, that was the – Second year, that was the fifty-five touchdown year, right? That wasn't the first year, so that's it's got to be his first game. Yeah, as a broad. Yeah, yeah. So that can't that had to be because Peyton. That was his second year. That was. I mean, I was reading that was that was twenty. Yeah, that, no, not second year. That was twenty fifteen. I was reading not twenty fifteen, twenty thirteen. Yeah, second year. Case Keenum three twenty nine. Peyton threw for uh, two fifty eight, two fifty three in his debut. Brock Osweiler two fifty. Kyle Orton two forty three. Ken Karcher. 226. Keenum, uh, yeah, it said it, his 329 passing yards represent the most in franchise history for a quarterback's debut with the team. And by Start, the way, in case starter. you were wondering, yeah, that, that, Peyton, that Peyton game was the second year when he threw seven touchdowns against the Ravens in the opener. That was year two. That's when I thought. So, Ray, about, if he throws oh. for 329 or, say, even 300, what? We win. <laughs> Big. <laughs> if he throws for 300, we die. Because, I, like I said, once again, this defense, there's there's some holes in this defense as far as from the running game standpoint. So I I feel that they're going to have to do some eight man boxing and have to put some extra people on the line of scrimmage. So we should be able to exploit their passing game. Their secondary is not that good. So if he throws for over three hundred, we win the game. I have another stat, and I got I don't want to give it. I'll give it to you. So the team ran for over one hundred and forty yards last weekend on the ground. You know that too, right? Right. Yes, 149. I think it was right. It was a. I think it was 146. Okay. Close. So since 2015, uh, I I just stopped there. 
And then I texted May, since 2015, when the Broncos run for 140 or more, which is a ton of yards rushing in a game nowadays, they're 14-2. and two. They were 4-2 and two last year when they ran for 140 or more. So they lost two games last year. You can do the math since 2015, 14-2. So I said to Mace, what's their record all time? And he sent me their record, 242-78-3. Do you think they can run for uh, 140 well, again with Royce? First and 10 was asking. Yeah, I was going to say, first and 10 was mentioned this earlier as well. I believe they were discussing the possibility Royce Freeman 100 yards maybe in this game against the Raiders. What do you guys think about that possibility? What do you think, Ray, with the defense? Ad-lib, flash or fail. <laughs> Royce going what, for 150? 100. Just 100. 100 yards? Whew. Or will Phillip Lindsay get too hot of a hand to where they'll be more of a split again? And See, it won't I allow think, him. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be more of a split because the way the defense is set up, I feel that this defense, once again, they're going to put, when Royce is in the game, I think they will try to go some eight-man box stuff. And when Freeman, when uh, Lindsay is in the game, I think they'll do some change up transitional zone stuff because they know he has the capability to motion out of the backfield and, and exploit some matchups in their linebacker and crew in their secondary. So I, I think it's going to be hard for Royce to get Philip Lindsay may have a better rushing day only because they're going to be softer in the box when he's in the game, which will might, you know, may force our hand to run the ball more with him. Hmm. Explain that a little bit more then. Well, if you look at it like this, if why will they be softer? Because when you when you have the ability, when there's a running back that has the ability to threaten your secondary or your linebacking crew, you tend to play zones and cover it up more like cover two, quarter coverage where you have four cross in the secondary or you have two deep safety because now you can actually have linebackers instead of covering Phillip Lindsay one-on-one, you can zone him out. Like that's the problem that Seattle got into last week with the young rookie, Saquon Griffin, they caught him in man-to-man and was able to exploit that. If they would have been in zone, then that pick route would have never happened. They would have been in area coverage instead of man coverage. So the eyes would have been mm. fair to the quarterback, which the Raiders will see that from last week. They're going to say, okay, when Phillip Lindsay is in the game, we have to be careful and make sure we have eyes because this kid is a hiccup. He can get going in a, in a matter of seconds. So, they may play him more so with eyes than with playing, trying, you know, trying to play man-to-man. They're playing more so in zones. But what that also does is if you have people playing zones, you have less people in the box. When you play man-to-man, that's when you can put eight people, nine people in the box, depending upon what formations we have. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, and I also know that, you know, and Vance has said they're going to use the hot hand. What is the, uh, I don't know, what's the percentage of perhaps Devontae Booker at some point Maybe even this weekend having the hot hand. Uh, I, I, you know, from last week, I'm just going to be real. From oh, last yeah. week, what I saw, I, I can't see it happening this early. It may take a while. I, I think Philip Lindsay would have to kind of fizz out a little bit for them to to utilize. We have a nice punch right here going with Royce and with Philip. I think he would one or the other would have to fizz out and cool off, really, really cool off before because it's just not enough reps to right, get right. three guys involved like that. So I, I think the game plan is definitely to go with Royce and, and with Philip Lindsay this week and see if they can continue to, you know, maintain what they're doing. Kind of sort of what fell into the Saints. You know, that's kind of how the Saints fell into their formula is Peter's 
was was walking behind the coach, cussing him out because he wasn't getting any reps. And the coach was like, what do you want me to do? I, I, don't, two, I don't see Booker uh, doing that, but I know what you're saying. But, no, but I'm just <laughs> saying, AP, yeah. I, yeah, I'm saying the reason why Peters was doing because there was just not enough reps. He was like, look, I got two guys balling. I don't have any reps for you. <laughs> well, similar to the Saints situation, Ray, do you think it's at all possible this early in the season, maybe maybe another two, one or two games down the road, and I won't say totally when I use this phrase here because I think he'll still be used in pass pro, but do you think it's a possibility of either this week or one or two weeks down the road that Devontae Booker starts to get phased out of this offense? I mean, he's already phased out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's already started. We're already seeing I'm like, it. Like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I, how much more can he get phased? Yeah, well, out? I mean, he got. That's what I was saying. He like he got a, he got a good number good number of snaps, not necessarily carries and catches. Yeah, but he still but got a good in, yeah. in a running back mind. Snaps is getting phased out. Snaps without touches. Yeah, that's phasing yeah. me out. Hmm. Do you mean, think that I, continues? I'm this a running week? back. I'm not a blocking back. Yeah. Do you think I'm not? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not Jano. Jano, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, now, do you think? I mean, do you think even in terms of snaps, maybe he continues to get even more phased out than well, what we've no, already I seen? Mean, that that won't happen until we are very, very, very comfortable okay. with our rookies picking up, you know, pass protection and things of that nature, and and getting signals and all that stuff when it comes to third and intermediate from third and five to third and eight, because that's where you really need Booker to, to come in and pick up the pass rush and things of that nature. You don't want to get your quarterback killed. So not until we are a hundred percent comfortable that our rookies can do that, which may take a while. I mean, that's, that's how long do you think that takes assignment? Six oh, weeks. Man, it, it could, it, it just depends. I don't know the yeah. growth of these guys so far. I just know what I saw in preseason. They weren't ready. So that much. I do know they weren't ready to pick up the blocking scheme. And it was vanilla in preseason. It gets worse as the season goes on and you get some of these complex defenses. So, yeah, I, I don't think they were ready well, for that. based on the development from preseason to game one, based on that development, how much do you think the development will take because from, of what we've already seen? To game yeah, from one? preseason to game one, from the development then to development now, from now, from week one looking forward, how do you kind of see that development going I forward? Mean, you can't with really say because Royce. they didn't do it. We, we didn't have him in the game. Yeah, we we put Booker in the game. I think it stays the same as long as yeah, we actually you actually utilize Booker in those situations. So I, we didn't even get to really see those guys do it. So I'm I'm assuming that they're going from a practice standpoint. How you know we're putting them in these situations in practice, and we'll see how they respond because in the game I didn't see them in those situations. Royce had 29 snaps on offense. Lindsay had 26. Devontae had 19. Lindsay, of course, played 12 snaps on special teams. Booker played nine. Royce did not play on special teams. Um, that's just your, you know, your snap counts. So they had 32. Right. They had 32 rushing attempts last week. 15 by Royce, 15 by Phillip, and two by Booker. And 72 plays on offense in the game. Right, 39 passing. The 32 that I just said on the ground, and there was one sack. So that's how you know you always talk about balance and evening things off so you had 39 passes and 32 carries fairly even fairly even yeah which is you know how you win games yeah, especially exactly. when you put 470 up and, exactly. and average with average a six and a half attack. you average six and a half a, a play what a balanced creative attack and and once again we have before i mean i love so far if you just go back and look at musgrave's pass you have to say he's been very good at what he's done yeah, yeah. when he was with the raiders Carr had his only great year the rest of the years were subpar 
So now he comes here and we started off. Even last year, we did some good things last year. So, so I, I can't assume that he's going to do anything but keep this up. And I'm, I'm, in, look, I'm looking forward to see what he does against this defense because there are a lot of plays to be had against yeah, this Yeah, and defense. winning cures everything. So if you, if you win, you just you keep it going with Booker. And, I mean, I know we've been talking about it for a while. So. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Bill Romanowski, Lorenzo Neal still scheduled to be on the show as we continue on here talking Broncos Raiders. It's Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue 760. You guys are playing Red Rocks tonight if you're heading up uh, Morrison Way. Government Mule. It's Crockett Scout. It's Orange and Blue 760. Oh, we are back. Tonight we have high school football on the air at 7. It's Pine Creek and Valor Christian. And Chad Andrews and Ryan Edwards will be on the call. At 6, it's the Broncos Huddle Encore. So that, then 7 o'clock, Pine Creek and Valor, which should be a, uh, a pretty good game coming up tonight at 7 o'clock here on Orange and Blue 760. And a quick reminder, we want you to get involved in Crockett and Stout's ultimate tailgate. It's with Polidori Sausage. Polidori Sausage is Colorado-made and proud since 1925. We're going to pick weekly winners. We need you to submit a video of you tailgating. I don't care what game it's at. High school, college, Broncos game. Just go online, orangeandblue760.com. You'll see the contest. Click on that tab, and that's where you can upload the video. And then we'll pick a winner next week. And you'll get some uh, Polidori Sausage swag, Otterbox cooler, a lot of stuff. So uh, make a note of that. Are you ready to give the game plan? Let's give the game plan. Let's Ray. Well, starting off defensively. We'll go defensively first since that seems to be what everybody needs to know. A defense wins championships, right? No doubt. You should know that. I'm 100% in on that. (laughs) Right. So defensively, first and foremost, it has to start with the tight end. That That is no question about it. We all understand and know that that's been our Achilles heel. So we first and foremost must have, if we can find a way to stop Cooks, we win the game. Marshawn Lynch can do some things. I'm not saying that he's not capable. I mean, he will get some carries here or there. He, he's a try hard, work hard, run hard guy. So don't be surprised if he does some things because I think we would rather, if we have our druthers, we would rather put the ball in Carr's hand and Marshawn's hand to beat us rather than saying Cooks, because Cooks can can actually get really hot. But as you saw last week, even with 180 catches, they still got blown out of the water. Well, that was a franchise record. He, he, he yes. eclipsed Todd Christensen's mark. Right, yeah. so I'm saying, but even with that, it's yeah, still they still yeah. got blown out of the water. So that lets you know that there's not a lot of talent on that side or developed talent, I should say, as of yet. So therefore, on, on defense, we have to keep the tight end in check because we don't want to give them any momentum and we don't want to give any reasons for our fans to start getting down. And that helps the other team as well. So let's keep the tight end in check first and foremost. After that, let's go to Carr. Let's go make Carr beat us. Right now, Carr is not playing at a level of confidence that I feel he can carry a team. Right now, he's making too many mistakes, too many bonehead mistakes, too many unexplainable mistakes. So, therefore, I feel when a guy, especially a quarterback, is making 
mistakes like this, put pressure on him, put pressure on him, put pressure on him, never let him get comfortable, never let him get back into the flow of thinking I'm a damn good quarterback, which he can be at times. We've seen it before that he can be pretty formidable. So I feel our game plan has to be one, take care of the tight end, two, put pressure on Carr, make sure you you do not let Carr get into a rhythm and get comfortable. And then three, if Marshawn Lynch is still capable of breaking off a 200-yard, three-touchdown type of day, then let's put that in his hands. I don't see it. I don't, I don't think he's, he's got that same ability anymore. Is he capable of getting, you know, every now and then 10, 15 yards in a cloud of dust? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then the last thing for our defense, as we saw last week, tackle. Tackle is about effort. It's about want to. We have to really put effort for 11 guys not to wait on the next man yeah. to make a play. Go out with the mindset, I'm going to make every tackle if you have to. If you have to make 20 tackles, then so be it. But if everybody has the mindset that I'm going to make every tackle, then you don't miss as many tackles. We miss far too many tackles. You can count it to the first game, a live action full game where, you know, maybe timing was off and things of that nature. Okay, no more excuses. Go out there and want to tackle. Go out there and put out the effort to tackle. So on defense, I think we can have this this offensive team pretty and plus they're not in Gruden's game book yet. As far as down the road, game six, seven, and eight, they'll be a lot further into the playbook. As far as right now, they're not far enough in the playbook. I think we are far more advanced defensively than they are offensively. So I think we can handle that. Now, and 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 then just control your gaps. Just control your gaps. That's simple. You know, that's automatic. That goes with tackling. That goes with doing your job. Just control your gaps. Offensively. Offensively, I feel this is a week where we definitely have to be a balanced attack. We definitely have to do formational stuff as far as all the creative stuff we saw from Musgrave last week, same page. Keep it up because this secondary is young. This secondary is, is to me, not ready for a, a an offense that would give you a lot of different looks. They will make mistakes. They will blow some coverages. And they just don't match up well against us. They don't match up well against us man-to-man. So they're probably going to play a lot of zone. And when a team plays a lot of zone – once again, that gives you an ability to run the football. So we must run the football very well. Our line is really good. With them not having Khalil Mack, you saw last week, they have trouble putting pressure on the quarterback. So they're going to have to put these guys in man-to-man situations because the only way you're going to get pressure is you got to blitz now. You saw last week, we can't get pressure on the quarterback one-on-one. Bruce Irvins is not that type of guy without Khalil Mack. So – we already saw that they have a problem putting pressure. So what does a coach do, a defensive coach, when you can't put pressure with a four-man, five-man front? You got a blitz. So I would be expecting a blitz-happy defense this week because they're at that point. They saw last week what they can't do. So now they're at the point of saying, hey, if we're going to go down early, we got to go down in the flame of glory. So they probably yeah. will blitz a lot and therefore – one-on-one outside, this has to be a Case Keenum week. This has to be a Case Keenum Mm. who is very comfortable, quick hitters, who is very comfortable getting the ball out of his hand and putting it in the right place. 
our guys should win a lot of one-on-one battles this week, and we should run the ball well because when they're not blitzing, more than likely they will be in zone. So that, therefore, that would give us a chance to get a balanced attack. We should get this victory, guys. Bronco Country, this is our victory to be had. The only way we don't, we have to basically ruin it ourselves. Implode? Yeah. Yes, we got to turn it over too many times or we got to give up big plays. If we don't give up big plays and don't turn it over, we win this game. Love it, Ray. All right, coming up next hour, Tim Brown's going to be on top of the hour. Bill Romanowski, 515. Lorenzo Neal, 530. How about that schedule? Thanks, Scoob. It's coming up. Stay with us.